Good morning, my friends. Skip here. Exhausted Skip. <laughs> uh, what a weekend. What a, it's, it's a Monday. It's November 13th. Uh, just the most intense 72 hours I've had for a while. Uh, so I'm glad to be joining you. I took this day off just because I'm exhausted. Uh, just, we're just exhausted. Uh, my son played in the semifinals of the state championship. They lost. Very sad. Uh, you know, ultimately just a game. Uh, I played a little gig here at a brewery. I play guitar. Uh, you know, we just packed so much pep rallies and send-offs and, you know, recovering from the defeat and everyone's emotions all skewed and sideways. So, uh, and I probably need to do a podcast about this sometime, but I knew what was coming. So I went ahead and sort of scheduled my recoup time in. I know not everyone has that privilege, but I am very grateful for that privilege this morning. So let's talk about spirituality because all things are spiritual, right? At least that's the way I see it. All things. From that football game that we lost to the community to, you know, playing guitar to consoling my son to uh, our dog's going to have surgery on Wednesday, right? There's something random. It's all spiritual because all of life is, at least as I see it, a spiritual pursuit. So let's, let's get down to some spiritual talk here. I want to talk today about the limits of belief. I've sort of talked about this before. It's been a while, I think. But I want to, I want to talk about the limits that our ability to believe something into actuality have. That sounds a little convoluted. Hopefully it'll make sense by the end of our 15 minutes here. We humans have been taught to believe things from time immemorial, uh, as ancient as it means to be human. We humans have been taught to believe things, to assert ideas as fact, to assert hopeful outcomes as fact. As a matter of fact, uh, especially in the late 90s, I really noticed there was this whole, in early 2000s, this whole sort of, you can manifest things that was taking place. If you just believed enough. Well, I want to challenge that notion to some degree. I want to challenge that notion to some degree. Because I believe, <laughs> as that, I believe that belief does play a role in our life. Because we are beings that manifest a reality, that can manifest a reality, what we buy into matters. It has an effect on who we are. 
What I want to challenge in this podcast is that there are, there's only so far that idea can take us. Because, well, I think it's obvious. Let's talk about why I think that. I think belief is important. I believe that love is the answer. I believe that. But my belief in that can only take me so far because at some point it has to become an actuality. And when things become actual, and I don't mean just manifest in the world, but I mean manifest in our true self. When, when our authentic self manifests something, then that belief has been winnowed down to, has been sorted through to something that's real. If love and, and kindness and authenticity and self-awareness and raised consciousness is real, then what has to happen in our belief systems is that the things that impede that have to fall away. And this is really a challenge for us because we are so ensconced in dualism that we are taught that our beliefs, whatever they may be, are right and others are wrong. And when we buy into that notion, then we block out, we stop, we stifle, we impede the ability for that winnowing out, that transformation of our beliefs into something more substantial. It seems to be a process that everyone needs to go through or should go through, but I think it's a process that very few people go through, the process of, of transforming one's beliefs to fit one's authenticity. Because we are so, my friends, we are so trained to be uh, right, certain, definite about anything. Now, I, I know of what I speak. As you know, if you listen to the podcast, I spent, well, really my whole life in a religion and 20 years of that up to about the age of 51, 20 years of that being a professional religious person who promoted these ideas, who tried to, in my own way, reword them, redefine what it means to believe. But in the end, what it meant to belong to that religion is to believe in specific theories as reality. Now, the challenge or the problem with that is that that's wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to make light. But it was just wrong. it's just wrong for us to believe, to assert that somehow our religion or our politics or our, our perception of reality is the ultimate thing that has all the answers. Because they don't. <clears throat> and the proof of that, excuse me, <clears throat> I think the proof of that is pretty demonstrable in the world that there's still this 
dualistic notion of what it means to be human, where you're either for us or against us. It's, it's about us and them. It's about black and white. It's about our side versus your side. I really didn't realize how severe this was till about five years ago. And I was working at a local factory. I was in that transition mode from ending my career to teaching, trying to kind of grope my way around that. And I was working with a young lady, considerably younger than me. Uh, I suppose she's pro- at that point, she was probably 20, 21. And we were having a conversation, and she began to talk about uh, my particular political persuasion. I won't share that with you here, but she began to talk as though everyone in, in, in the world believed that how I thought, and she didn't know this at the time, but how I thought about politics and what political party I might vote for, she was convinced that, that everyone thought like her and that how I voted, or the political party I belonged to, were freaks, were demons, were, were you know, the real cause of all the issues. And, and I let her go for a while. I, I finally said something. I, I, I don't think anything came of it, but... I remember that conversation because this person was so adamantly convinced, so adamantly convinced that their way of seeing the world was wrong, it was, or was right, I'm sorry. Uh, she was so adamantly convinced that her way of seeing the world was right that it was like dealing with someone who was brainwashed. I mean, there was no room for conversation. There was no room for questioning. There was no room for her beliefs to, to be challenged, even though many of them were demonstrably wrong in, in deed and in actuality. Now, I, I, it's probably always been that way, but for some reason that, that interaction really stood out for me. But I think most people think that way. I think most people have been taught to pick a side, make sure your side is the one that's right, and fight for that to the end. Now, people may say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, I'm going to tell you, that will not lead you to authenticity. That is the false reality saying that You should believe this, adhere to this, buy this product, believe that religion at all costs. Believe what people say about you. Believe what people have, you know, labeled you with, whatever that may be, um, and and buy that product. Uh, Be a part of that club. Or that way of thinking. Even if, and here's the kicker, my friends. Even if it does not bring you any sort of resolution in your life. Even if it does not bring any deep satisfaction. So, 
our beliefs can only take us so far in life. The belief itself can be useful or it can be harmful. I know very sincere religious people whose belief systems will and have and will continue to impede their spiritual growth. My God, I was one of them for many years. It isn't until we're really ready to challenge those belief systems in ourselves. We're good at challenging others because we want to be right. But when we challenge those belief systems in ourselves, we're going to find out which ones have value and which ones don't. I do believe ultimately what we're going to find, my friends, is that just believing something might take you halfway there, but it's not going to take you all the way there. Just believing something, just saying it's true, especially in the light of it obviously not being true, which is going on a lot in our world. But you can manifest some modicum, some small part of reality in the false reality. You can do that. You can become rich. You really can. You can become the CEO. You can, you know, control and manipulate and walk on people and, and become, you know, the guy or the, the person with the five-car garage, you know, whatever it is people go for these days. But that's not going to bring you to yourself. As a matter of fact, that's going to pile stuff up. Those five cars, that big house, that big paycheck, that title ultimately will probably impede your spiritual self-discovery. My point is this. Belief does not equal reality. Let me say that again. What you believe does not, or at least does not necessarily, equal reality. Just because you have been taught to believe in certain doctrines and dogmas and creeds and science and you know, ways of perceiving reality, just because you have been taught that does not mean that is what is real. And my friends, that is a huge hurdle for people, especially if people are gaining from what they believe, right? You gain money or you gain salvation or you gain status or you gain enlightenment. So, do we have to believe in some things? Well, I, I think we have to get down to the third thing, and let me explain that. You've heard me say this before. I tell my children all the time, there are three sides to every story. There is your side, there is my side, and there is the truth. I don't know who originally said that. Uh, there's a great album by a band named Extreme that's named uh, Three Sides to Every Story. But when we get down to what is true, not just what we believe is true, 
But what is demonstrably true, what we can demonstrate as true when we get down to that, I believe then our beliefs really can take traction. And so in finding meaning, what I'm always trying to do is get to that truth, which I'm convinced is the love that we are, the kindness that we are, the generosity that we are. I'm getting preachy, I know. Because when I look for things that transform people, that transform me, that transform the world in in the best ways possible, what lies always at the core of those transformations is indeed those qualities. Love, generosity, kindness, forgiveness, sympathy, empathy, hope. You know, well, people say, well, what about faith? Well, our problem with the word faith, and maybe I should do a podcast on this, is that what we really mean when we say faith is belief. Faith is not, at least in my estimation, about believing anything. It's about, my faith in love is about trusting that the ultimate answer for my life for all of our lives, is that love. There you have it. I hope this is helpful. They're always helpful to me, and I thank you for listening. And we will talk real soon. I'll see you tomorrow morning probably. Bye-bye.